Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. And that's why when it comes to God, we need to focus on Him and His Word. And Hebrews tells us this, we must pay which costs us. It's gonna cost you time, it's gonna cost you effort. Pay much closer attention to what we have heard in the scriptures so that we do not drift away from it. Because when we drift, it's scary. But if we can stay true and pay close attention to what it is that he has told us, taught us, inspired us to believe, then we can truly live by faith. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Have you ever had something taken from you? Most of us have. Maybe someone decided to take our purse, a wallet, a phone, or something else of ours that did not belong to them. When this occurs, we generally want to get back what we lost as soon as possible. But what if the circumstances of life take something from us? When we go through an illness, a furlough, a divorce, a bankruptcy, it seems we often lose something in the process. But we don't always try to get back what was taken from us. Instead, our faith gives way to fear. Hope gives way to despair, kindness gives way to anger, and assurance gives way to anxiety. When this happens, we need to declare the promises of God to regain what has been given to us through a faith in Jesus. In this sermon series, we will explore some of the good things that life's challenges can take from us, including our faith, our hope, our kindness, our assurances, but more importantly, how we can take those things back. Please enjoy the message. We don't want to have children. We might miss out on some things. We might, um, we, might, we might bring them into a world that's just not all that safe. Being generous, we may not have enough down the road. We may not be able to afford some things down the road. Resolving conflict. Ah, I'd rather live with the tension than have to enter into that space that's a little bit risky. So we minimize the risk, live with the tension. Relationship isn't all that good, but, but at, least, you know, at least we haven't risked everything. Telling people about Jesus, our faith. We just struggle to talk about it, talk about Jesus. He's the one getting us through, but we struggle. So we minimize the risk. We don't go there. We'll live out our faith in a lot of other areas that are much safer, that are just private, but not in those public spaces, those public things. And so we struggle with this. And so what you have to do is you have to transition from from this place of minimizing risk to embracing a calling. And anytime you get into the boat, there's always going to be risk. John Ortberg, author, pastor, wrote a book several years ago that was entitled, If You Want to Walk on Water, You Have to Get Out of the Boat. And I I appreciate that title. And what the book is about is taking risks and living by faith. But the challenge today isn't for us to get out of the boat. I think the challenge for us today more is to get into the boat, to be obedient, to do what it is that Jesus calls us to do, whatever that may be. And maybe it is to be kind instead of being angry. Maybe it's to maintain hope instead of despair. Maybe it is to tell somebody about this Jesus who we believe in. It's a calling that we are all called to that's indisputable, but often we are so scared we're minimizing risk and so we don't move forward. And so the disciples were willing to embrace that. They wanted to be obedient to this rabbi of theirs, this this leader of theirs. So they get into the boat And later that night, he was there alone, Jesus, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Now, this again should have been a 60-minute journey, but it's turned into a night-long battle. 
And the clear sky has given way to, to clouds and streaks of lightning that are going across it. And the Sea of Galilee often is very tranquil. It is a place that can easily be made across in, again, about an hour. But then those winds come through from the Golan Heights, those storms come up. And the next thing you know, if you're in a boat on that sea, I like how this translation puts it, the boat was in the middle of the sea and you're tossed by the waves. You never saw it coming. And maybe that's a good description of where you're at right now. Do you feel tossed about? Maybe you're in the middle of a divorce and right now you're tossed about by guilt. There's some things you wish you would have said that you didn't say, some things you wish you would have done that you didn't do. Maybe there's some things that you did do that you shouldn't have done and some things that you said that you shouldn't have said. Maybe you should have been more in tune to the needs of this other individual. But right now you're dealing with some major guilt. Maybe you're in the middle of a debt, in the middle of debt and right now you're tossed about by creditors. You aren't sure which phone calls to answer. You're not sure what mail to open. You aren't sure who to open the door for when the doorbell rings. You're in the middle of a in the middle of family members tossed about by varying opinions with politics, with COVID, with maybe other, some other family dispute that's taking place. And right now, you don't even know how to live your life because you're in the middle of all this mess. And you're just tossed about in this storm. You're in the middle of jobs and you're tossed about by dreams and bills because if you pay the bills, you sacrifice the dreams. But if you pursue the dreams, you can't pay the bills. In the middle of a marital, stri- marital strife right now, you're tossed about by endless bickering and discouragement. And so with that, you're wondering, should I have taken the job? Should I have married this person? Should we have bought the house? Here's what you're doing. Here's how you know if you're living by fear. You're doubting all your decisions. You're struggling with these decisions that you've made. Should I have done this? Should we have gone there? That's what we do when we start to press into fear is we start to have a lot of doubt with our decisions. And you wanna know why we have doubt? we don't expect challenges. We think it's going to be easy. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope that this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we'd love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. Do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed at a local church. Because it's here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We would love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com for more information. And again, those Sunday service times are at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Now let's get back to our program. It's like... Um, in the summers, we'll go vacation on the beach. And when we go there, um, 
Uh, I, we've done stand-up paddleboarding. Have any of you ever done some stand-up paddleboarding? Several of you online, give us a shout out if you've done some paddleboarding. It's, it's great. Paddleboarding is so fun. Well, I learned to paddleboard in the ocean, which is not the best place to learn how to paddleboard. It took me a couple years before I could ever even get out past the waves. And what I realized when I got on the paddleboard, what helped me to finally break through where the break is at, where I could actually ride the paddleboard out a good distance into the ocean, was I started expecting the waves to come. I would always be so surprised when this two and three foot wave would hit me and it would knock me off the board. I could never get out. And then I just said to myself, you know what? I'm just always gonna expect at least three waves. I just know there's gonna be three waves that are gonna hit me. When I get in this water and I'm on that board, I'm gonna get hit at least three times. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's five. The point is I expected it. And people get married and, and maybe it's okay at first and then you have kids. And then it's not, it's hard. Kids are disobedient. Spouses are selfish. Bosses are unrealistic. Debt can be very consuming. There's financial windfalls, there's shortfalls. Jesus told us all this stuff would happen. And we get so surprised when it does happen. He never promised us that there wouldn't be challenges. You will deal with challenges in every area of your life, at every single moment of your life. I, I'll, I'll, I coach some young kids in basketball, and I'll bring them in here, and we'll work out. And I was talking to one kid about his dad, and I was making a joke because he was complaining about, we had him dribbling two balls, and he's complaining one ball had more air in it than the other. And I said, you know what, that's a challenge. You just got to work through it. That's life. Life is full of challenges. I said, how many, and his dad owns some restaurants. I said, how many challenges do you think your dad has to face every day? And he's like, one. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like your dad has to deal with like 100 challenges every single day. Every, every time he turns around, he's got a challenge he's managing and dealing with. Because you know, that's just the nature of his business. It's the way things go. And Jesus told us this. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. And you can add whatever you want to the end of that sentence. Because in this world, you'll have trouble with your marriage. In this world, you'll have trouble with your children. You'll have trouble with your boss. You'll have trouble with challenging employees. You'll have challenges with your health. You will have challenges with everything. So avoiding the challenges isn't going to work. And even trying to get rid of the challenge isn't even the point. If that's all you're trying to do, then what, you know what happens to us? If all that we want to do is get rid of the challenge, you know what happens? If you want to just get rid of the storm, all that you're doing is this. All that I'm doing is this, is I'm surviving the storm to struggle through the next storm. God wants so much more for us than that. And he's given us so much more than that. Because you aren't meant to just survive storms because they're just going to keep coming. You've got to learn to do more with it than that. This is what James tells us. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. I mean, whenever he says, consider it pure joy, I'm expecting the birth of a child, you know, again, that, that marital bliss. I'm, I'm expecting amazing things for him to say. But he says, whenever you face trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know when a test is scary? When you don't have answers. And some of us are just, we're living off the answers of friends and doctors and podcasts and books. Maybe we need to open up our Bibles and start living off the answers, the promises that God has given us. And then you have answers to the test which help you to produce perseverance, and that perseverance 
finishes its work so that you may be mature and complete. That the goal isn't to get rid of the challenge. God's goal is for you to continue to grow and to develop and to become the person he's created you to be, to be a person that leans and trusts in him. As the story goes on, this is what the disciples are going to have to figure out. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them. Well, how? He's walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. What I want you to see here is that there's this sense in which they almost missed him. They, didn't, they weren't even sure it was him. They thought it was a ghost. And that's what happens in challenging situations is when we're consumed by fear, we're gonna lean into podcasts. Again, we're gonna lean into doctors and friends and family, and those things aren't bad, but we miss him, and he's with us. Because we expect Jesus in peaceful hymns, Easter Sundays, marital bliss, morning devotionals. And he's there. Do you know where else he is? Where more so he is? Bear markets, pink slips, lawsuits, foreclosures, war. In the storm, Jesus has our keenest attention. It's what we can call the crucible of the soul. There isn't a one of us that would ever look back at some challenging situation we went through. We could, the proverbial storm. And we wouldn't say that we weren't better for it. We don't like them. But inevitably, they help us. They make us stronger in our faith. And so rather than missing Jesus in the storm because we're so focused on the circumstances, we're meant to look for him to find him in the storm. The text here, another translation, um, or the NIV says it this way, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Another translation of this says it this way, don't be afraid, take courage, I am here. Those last three words are so much power in. It's because it speaks to presence. And we know this. You know this. Because when you're waking up in an ICU room and your husband or wife is there with you and they say, I am here, that really means something. When a young athlete, actor, artist looks into the crowd and they see their family with a thumbs up, they're saying, we are here. When you lose your job and you come home and your family says, we're here, it matters. It makes a difference. Presence is so significant. And I think that's why we're reminded of it with some different wording through the New Testament. But again and again, we're continually reminded of presence of God in our lives. The Lord is near, Philippians 4. You are in me and I am in you, John 14. I am with you always to the very end of the age, Matthew 28. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand, John 10. Nothing can ever separate us from God's love, Romans 8. These are the answers when our faith is being tested. These are the things that help us to get through the fear and to live more by faith. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. I hope that this message has been an encouragement to you. I know that it has been to others. You see, it is through the generous contributions of people like you that this ministry can thrive and get God's truth out into the world. I recently received a card from someone who said, 
Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. They are encouraging and refreshing as we get the opportunity to hear biblically-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. And that is just one of several notes that we have received of those who appreciate the teaching here at Hope for the Day. If you'd like to become a partner of ours, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website at valleyviewcc.com. It's there that you can click on the Give tab, and then you can designate your gift to go to the Hope for the Day ministry. And we would love it if you would partner with us in this way, and I know many others would as well. If you are in the Denver metropolitan area, we wouldn't want you to just be a supporter of ours. We want you to attend one of our services in person to be a part of the experience that we have here at Valley View Christian Church. We offer three service times on Sunday at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And it's at each one of these services that we record the messages that you hear here on Hope for the Day. Now let's get back to today's broadcast. And then our text goes on, Lord, Peter says, if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. And so the miracle takes place. And this is that whole, if you want to walk on water, you got to be willing to get out of the boat. And so Peter, he gets out of the boat. He's walking on water. And what's amazing is this. Storms will do this. Storms prompt us to take unprecedented journeys. I don't know if Peter would have walked on water if there wasn't a storm. I'm not sure if he would, I'm not sure he would have gotten out of the boat if the sea was calm. He wouldn't have needed to. He wouldn't have been tempted to. He wouldn't have been encouraged to. But in the midst of the storm and the challenge, you kind of look at your situation that you've created and established for yourself. And then you look out at Jesus and you're thinking, you know, maybe, maybe that's better than this. It's more dangerous, it's more risky, it's going to require more faith, but maybe that's better than being right here where I am. And storms prompt us to take unprecedented journeys that maybe you're going through the challenge, the difficulty, because God's wanting you to do something that you would have never done otherwise. Matthew 14, 30 goes on, but when Peter saw the wind and in the waves, he became afraid. And he began to sink. The circumstances around him just became too much for him. And this is how you know you're living by fear is if you focus too much on the challenge that's before you. When I was in college, I, I had a, I, I never, I had, a, I played basketball and I had an ankle injury my freshman year that caused me to miss seven games. I had never missed a game and I, before then and I never missed a game after then because of an injury. It just never happened. Um, But I had this really bad ankle injury. So I spent the first month rehabbing it, doing everything that I had always done to rehab an injured ankle because I had injured my ankle, you know, hundreds of times before this. And so I'm doing everything I know how to do, but I'm not getting any better. And what I, and I started getting a little concerned. I was scared that Maybe I'd have to have surgery. Maybe I wouldn't be able to play again. If I did play again, maybe I, would, I probably wouldn't be as strong or as good as I was before. And so I went to a doctor. And the doctor told me that I had severely sprained this deltoid ligament, which is a very significant ligament on your ankle. And he actually told me, he said, you would have been better off if you just broke your ankle because this, this is gonna take way longer to heal than that would have, a fracture would have taken. 
But as I sat there and I was listening to him diagnose my situation, and I was, again, scared and I was discouraged. I wasn't sure. And then he said to me, he said, you know what, though? You're going to come out of this stronger than you were before. You just have to go through all of the therapy um, to get there. But I was so caught up in the diagnosis and my circumstance and situation, I wasn't quite bought in to what he was saying. But I remember sitting in his, this room that he had me in as he was telling me these things, and I looked up on the wall. And like most doctors' office, there was degrees there. So his first degree was undergraduate, and his second degree was from his residency, and then he got the third degree from his wife. I'm kidding. That's a, that's a joke. Third degree from your wife? Never mind. <laughs> He had several degrees that, came, that spoke into his accomplishments. And when I focused on those, I started to realize, maybe, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about. And maybe I, I should place more faith in what he's saying as opposed to maybe what I'm scared of. And that's why when it comes to God, we need to focus on him and his word. And Hebrews tells us this, we must pay which costs us. It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you effort. Pay much closer attention to what we have heard in the scriptures so that we do not drift away from it. Because when we drift, it's scary. But if we can stay true and pay close attention to what it is that he has told us, taught us, inspired us to believe, then we can truly live by faith. Let's say it this way. Feed your fears and your faith will starve. If you feed your faith, your fears will starve. And so when you're in the midst of the challenge, you've got to focus on Jesus. You've got to look for him in the storm. You've got to look for him in the difficulty. The text says this in verse 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. What does Peter do when he starts sinking? He turns his attention back to Jesus. Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Because he was greater than the storm. And here's what I want you to walk away with. If there's nothing else for you to walk away with from here, before you turn off that computer, before you leave this building, the storm isn't an option, but fear is. You're just going to have challenges. We've been promised that. But you don't have to be scared of them. And it doesn't always mean they're just going to go away completely clean. It doesn't mean there won't be consequences as a result of the storms and difficulties. But you don't have to be scared of them. He's promised us that. And in the skies... You see God's accomplishments. You see his degrees, his diplomas. He's hung them up there for each and every one of us. To not get caught up in our fears, but to trust what it is that he's told us. And we see that in rainbows. We see it in sunsets. We see his degree when it comes to the horizons. We see another one when it comes to the starry skies. And if he can accomplish that, then we can trust what it is that he has told us in his scriptures. And in the scriptures, you see these transcripts. You see the story of a sea that parted and lion's mouths that were shut 
and a giant that was struck down. And Lazarus being called from the tomb and even a sea that was calmed. The challenges are not an option, but you don't have to be scared. And as we're going through these challenges, uh, he's given us enough promises that we can have faith, that he's making us mature and complete, and we can consider it pure joy that we're going through it at all. Let's have a word of prayer. Our team's gonna continue to lead us in worship. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you and we ask that, that you would help us to not live by fear. Lord, that we would trust in you, that we would focus on you. It wouldn't be about us minimizing risk and it wouldn't be about us getting enough advice that we can get through the problem. But instead, that we would grow through it, that we we would mature through it, that we would trust in you more through it. We look over our shoulder, Lord, and you're there. We look into the storm and you're coming towards us. And so, Father, we are grateful for that and help us to do just that in Jesus' name. Well, unfortunately, we have to bring today's message to a close. But my hope is that the word that was spoken was an encouragement to you. That's always our hope here at Hope for the Day. Did you know that these messages are recorded at Valley View Christian Church every Sunday? And if you're here in the Denver metropolitan area, we'd love to have you attend one of our Sunday services at Valley View Christian Church. We have Sunday service times at 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. And we'd love to have you come and attend one of those services and be with us. And I, Pastor Philip Holland, would love to meet you in person. And also remember that the Hope for the Day broadcast is available on your favorite podcast provider. So we look forward to having you again with us on Hope for the Day.